I know everyone keeps telling you that you're throwing your money away by renting instead of buying a house. Today, we're going to discuss the five reasons renting can be better than buying a home and can help you build wealth and help you on the path to financial independence. So Connor and I will be discussing five important reasons why buying a home might not be the right choice for everyone. It is crucial to weigh the pros and cons before making such a significant decision. This is Money and Stuff, where we talk about everything involving your money from how finances work to current events and what it means to you and your personal finances. We're going to cut through the noise, tell you what you need to know from the perspective of two financial professionals. I'm Sam Rodriguez, certified financial planner. With me, as always, is Connor Shepard. Connor, how's it going, man? It's going good, Sam. I'm excited to uh, talk about our topic today. You know, it's uh, definitely a question that I think we get a lot and now more than ever with, you know, where the housing market is at, uh, it's hype, the hype that it's at. Uh, I'm just excited to get into it and finally be able to answer some questions. Yeah, I agree. Let's jump into it. So number one is financial flexibility. When you buy a house, you have to put a down payment down and that down payment is going to come from the money that you've saved. Once that money is put down on the house, that money is locked up. It's not like you can go to the bank and pull it out for any emergency or opportunity that pops up. The other thing too, is you'll now have a mortgage and that mortgage has to be paid every month and it doesn't change. So if you realize that this payment is more than you can handle or your circumstance changes and you need a lower payment, it's not like you have a lease that's going to end. That's going to allow you to go find another place to live. You're going to be obligated to continue making that payment. So you really have little financial flexibility when it comes to owning a home and paying a mortgage on that home. Whereas with renting, you're really going year to year. You have financial flexibility. I think, I mean, it's, it's an easy concept in theory to understand in your head, like buying a home or putting a down payment on a home is going to tie up for the majority of people, a large chunk of their assets, of their money. And not having access to that money can be stressful. You know, it can weigh on a person just probably knowing that you don't have the kind of financial safety net that maybe you had up to that point or that you built up for yourself. I think a lot of people when looking to purchase a home, save up for that down payment, but they're not thinking about the flexibility that they lose once that money is gone. So if you are going to buy a home, you really need to think about an amount beyond the down payment so that way you can keep that financial flexibility. But the reality is for most people, that's not going to be the case. Most people save up to the down payment and thinking about saving even longer or taking longer to get into the house can be difficult. And so most people are going to get into that house as soon as they can. Mm -hmm. I think that does a good job of leading into that next point, you know, in terms of what buying a home or putting that down payment down does not only in terms of restricting financial flexibility, but part two, it. That's right. So number two is mobility. We all know that life could change at any minute. Circumstances could change. Job could change. Family may need your help. So anything could change in your circumstance. And when you're renting, you're really only having to think one year at a time. When my lease is up, I can move. Even if your circumstance does not change, even if all you want is a change of scenery, maybe you want to live in a different part of town. Maybe you want to live in a different part of the country. You have that option. Yes, when you own a home, you could always sell your home or rent your home out, but it's not as easy as the lease ending and turning in your keys and finding a new place to live. It is a process. So renting offers 
much more flexibility than owning a home. Yeah, I think COVID is like a good example of what renting can provide in terms of that freedom of mobility. You know, when things got locked down, people were getting stir crazy. There were a lot of people that took that period of time to move out to new areas and rent a place there and spend time working. And it, you, that was something that where you saw a lot of people taking advantage of exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we've seen it, right? A lot of our clients during that time got to be wherever they wanted to be because they were working remotely mm -hmm. and they rented places in areas that they just wanted to spend time or wanted to experience what life was like in those areas. And renting versus buying really gave them the ability to kind of try something out, check it out, see, see where they want to be. And I think it's the same case when you are either just starting off, right? Or even when you're retiring, you may not quite know where you want to be. So why would you make a pretty permanent decision for something that may be very, very temporary? Mm -hmm. Renting really offers a lot of flexibility in terms of helping you decide where it is that you really want to be. And for some people, they want to be pretty nomadic. They want to experience life in a beach city. Now they want to experience life in the mountains. Now they want to go back to their hometown. It really gives you the option to do that. So the number three reason for renting is the lack of maintenance and responsibility of home repairs. So when you own a home, things are going to go wrong. Things have to be kept up. You have to maintain that house. You have to fix everything when it goes wrong. Figuring out how to fix things, figuring out how to maintain things is your responsibility. And not only is it your responsibility to figure it out, it's your responsibility to pay for it too. When you rent, it's not your responsibility. Your only responsibility is to let the landlord know that something needs to be done, but your rent does not go up because of it. That responsibility falls on the landlord. Yeah, I think there's some good overlap between this or a lot of similarities between this and the financial flexibility point, because it's, it's not just, you know, something like a down payment that you're uh, basically committing to in terms of a financial commitment, but then it is all the unknowns uh, with house repair, with yard maintenance repair, whatever it is, there is just a cloud of potential, not guaranteed, but potential costs that, people will incur over the time that they own that home. Especially if you really had to work to save up for your down payment and it's used up all of your savings, one appliance repair or one appliance replacement could be financially devastating for you. So for example, in Texas, you better have air conditioning, right? <laughs> but if your AC goes out and has to be replaced, we're talking at least $10,000 to get that replaced. If you don't have that money sitting there ready to go, you're in a bind. And even if you do have that money, what if it uses it all up? When you're renting, that's not your problem. Again, your only responsibility is to let the landlord know that something's not working so that way they can fix it. So number four is the volatility of the housing market. A lot of people purchase homes thinking of it like an investment. If you're going to think of your house like an investment, then you have to realize that the housing market goes up and down just like any other market. And you may be thinking, I'm purchasing this home as a long-term investment. It will grow in value. And one of these days I'll move away from this house, I'll sell it, I'll downsize, and I'll use the proceeds to fund my lifestyle. However, the housing market can be volatile. 
despite what we've experienced over the last several years, there are times when the market falls. I think the best example of that would be 2008, right? You know, that, I mean, yeah. we saw things significantly take a dive. The home prices fell significantly, right? E even in really good housing markets, home prices fell by 10%. And the tough thing about when home prices fall, it's usually because of economic conditions. Something's happened in the economy where the demand for homes has fallen. And it's usually coinciding with something like a recession. And if we're in the middle of a recession, then unemployment has probably picked up. And if unemployment has probably picked up, then it's also possible that you could have lost your job. And if you lost your job, you may have to sell your house because you can't afford it anymore. But if we're in the middle of a recession, housing prices could be down. And it's possible you could sell your house at a loss. During 2008, so many people were underwater in terms of what they owed versus what their house was worth that a lot of people were just turning their keys in at the bank and walking away from it completely. So it's not to say that this is what's going to happen, but I think it's important to recognize that it can. Definitely. It's, it really does come down to situational anecdotes. It comes down to, you know, your, your circumstances, your situation, uh, because again, going back to the example, putting the down payment on the home, you know, if you've done all this saving, put all that money towards the home purchase and home prices start taking a dive, you end up losing your job. I mean, it's basically wiping out an entire future path that you saw for yourself simply just because yeah. of the series of events. Yeah. Even if you didn't lose your job, let's say that you got an opportunity somewhere else and you needed to sell your home so you could move. If the market's even a little bit depressed, right? Even if, even if prices are only down 10%, it could be very difficult. You could owe more than the house is worth. And I would not be surprised if people who have bought a home recently aren't going to be in that circumstance because over the last 12 months, especially home prices have risen so rapidly that we may have a situation where people are really overpaid for the house that they're in now. And as more volume or more um, inventory hits the market, as far as homes are concerned, prices could fall. And if you're going to hold on to your house long-term, that may not be an issue. But if you're going to need to sell your house over the next few years, you could find yourself in that circumstance. So number five is opportunity cost. So what is opportunity cost? Opportunity cost is what would you have done with that money if you weren't doing what you're doing now? So in other words, if you put money down on a house, and you're making mortgage payments, what would you have done with that down payment if you didn't buy a house? Trade-offs. Trade-offs. Exactly. Much better way to say it than what I just explained. I'm the voice, I'm the voice of the people. That's all. That's right. Fantastic job, Connor. That's exactly why you're here. I, I've actually done some calculations on purchasing a home versus renting a house. Right. And it depends on your circumstance and it depends on what you're spending on the rental, right? In some areas of the country, purchasing a home is actually less expensive than renting. But in many areas of the country, renting is less expensive than buying. So let's look at what it's like if it is less expensive to rent than it is to buy. Because a lot of you will be okay purchasing a home, even though it's more expensive than renting, because you're thinking about the appreciation that the house will have. Well, over the last 25 years, the average home appreciation has been 3.9%. So let's say you bought an average house 
$375,000 and you put 20% down, that's $75,000. And so you have a mortgage of $300,000. At 6%, your monthly mortgage payment is going to be $1,800. Okay, so let's say that $375,000 house appreciates at an average rate of 3.9% over the next 30 years. In 30 years, that $375,000 home turned into a $1.2 million house. Fantastic. That feels like fantastic appreciation. You could sell that, maybe downsize, have some cash available. Let's look at the flip side. What if you decided to rent instead and you had that $75,000 available to you to invest? Not only that, but let's say you were able to rent at $500 less per month than the mortgage would have cost you. That's $75,000 with you putting the additional $500 in per month. If it grows at an average rate of 8% because you invested it in the market, it turns into $1.56 million over that same time period. So $350,000 more. So in this scenario, it could actually make financial sense for you to rent and save that extra money and invest that extra money instead. I think all of it really comes down to the importance of understanding that it, it depends. Like it is going to depend on the circumstances of where you're at financially, uh, in your life. It's definitely interesting to see the potential, uh, trade-off associated with, well, do I buy a house and commit to this longer term investment or be willing to, uh, extend the time that I rent to try to build up a larger pot of wealth. Yeah. You know, this one was actually pretty tough for me because in the Dallas Fort Worth market, at least for the longest time, it was much cheaper to buy than it was to rent. Mm -hmm. And so it just made sense to buy and home prices kept appreciating at a rapid rate. And so buying felt like a no brainer during the pandemic. I was one of those people who, started seeing what it was like to live in other parts of the country. And I saw home prices and I saw rental prices. And in some areas, I was really shocked to see how low rental prices were compared to purchasing. And it, just, it all depended on the area. So when I would be in an area, I would look at the homes that were for sale and I'd calculate what the mortgage would be. And in many areas, I couldn't believe how much more the mortgage was going to be than renting. And so this concept of renting actually being a more cost-effective strategy to build wealth is actually even new to myself. In doing this job for people for 20 years, the last two years is really where it started to crystallize in my mind that this could actually be an option for people. I will say it, it probably requires more discipline than most people have now because you would have to discipline yourself to save that extra money instead of upping your lifestyle. But the math works out. In certain circumstances, it could be better to rent. Yeah, and that isn't even factoring in the stuff we talked about earlier with the potential maintenance costs, responsibilities, uh, really just that cloud of unknown costs that people can expect to incur as a homeowner. That's right. And the other thing I didn't add in there is the fact that you're going to have to buy homeowner's insurance and you're going to have to pay taxes on that house as well. And depending on the area of the country that you're in, real estate taxes can be very high. Yeah, you know, it... It's interesting, this concept of renting actually being uh, potentially more advantageous for people than buying a home. Uh, I mean, like you just said, it, it's a fairly recent thing, but, um, you know, it definitely, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, you know, down the road. Um, 
But I, I think more than anything, it really does come down to your individual situation, you know, the circumstances that you're in, the uh, financial pressures or uh, duties that you find yourself in, and really just understanding and weighing your options before making some kind of decision. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And you said it a few minutes ago. It depends. Anyone you talk to who is a financial professional, when you ask for advice, in most circumstances, the first thing they say should be, it depends. When it comes to your finances, there are so many different factors to consider, not only economic factors or percentage rates or rates of return or dollar amounts, but also your personal circumstances. All of that has to be factored in to determine what the right financial step for you should be. So to recap, renting can be advantageous to you. It could offer financial flexibility, increased mobility, freedom from maintenance and the responsibilities of owning a home, could shelter you from the volatility of home prices possibly dropping, and provide other opportunities for you to use that money in another way. Like Connor just said, it's important to carefully assess your situation and figure out what's appropriate for you. If you want to talk to somebody about it, we're more than happy to walk through that with you. If you have a question, email Connor, cshepherd at foundationwealthpartners.com. Slide into that guy's DMs, asking some questions. Hit me up, guys. Feel free. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it insightful, don't forget to hit like. Don't forget to subscribe for more insightful discussions about your money and stuff. We'll talk to you next time.